Today, we talk about how you can reclaim 40 hours of your time each month and challenge you to make it happen. My name is Luke Clayton, and this is Connection Culture. Welcome back. Welcome to the latest episode of Connection Culture. I'm so glad that you are here with us. Be sure to take a moment, if you haven't yet, to subscribe. We're available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would share this. Really, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, it just takes a few moments, like half a second to click the share button. We would really appreciate that, or at least give it a like. And if you do watch on Facebook or you try to stay up to date with us on social media and you're wondering why you're not always receiving the latest content, maybe you say, hey, I am missing a few episodes here and there. You know, we do drop a w- episode every week. Uh, usually it goes out on Tuesday nights by way of Facebook Live and YouTube. And then we put the audio podcast out the next day and you say, hey, I'm missing it for some reason. Well, you're probably, you're not alone. It's probably just because our episodes tend to get suppressed by YouTube and social media algorithms because they don't like the nature of a lot of our content. Because yeah, if you know anything at all, we talk about how you don't need to waste your entire life in front of social media. That even though there is much uh, potential in using uh, this this type of tools for good, we don't need to allow it to uh, take all of our time and, and suck away our life. And so anyways, Facebook's, they're not a big fan of that. So if you wanna make sure that you don't miss an episode, you can actually get each week's episode sent right to you by way of email. All you got to do is go to mustincrease.com slash CC, as in the letter C, the letter C, and sign up. And we will send each episode to you every week when it becomes available. So you can sign up at mustincrease.com slash CC. You can also see the link in the description of the episode. Now, before I get started with this episode, I do want to say that I, uh, the concept here of reclaiming 40 hours of your time, which we'll get to in just a moment, is actually not original with me. I actually found this at as a original author had put this out on a blog that I follow. And I'm not, and, and I really searched this particular blog. I couldn't find it for whatever reason. It looks like they took it down. And so therefore I'm not gonna, maybe they didn't like for whatever reason, maybe they revisit it. They don't wanna be, I don't know why, but anyways, I'm just letting you know that this content is not original with me. I'm going to anonymously credit that author. And uh, if for some reason that author is listening and says, hey, I want full credit, well, hey, let me know. I don't mind uh, letting your name know. But clearly for some reason they didn't want that out there anymore. So, hey, I thought it's great content and uh, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. So if there's one thing that mankind has mastered in our era of binge watching and video games, it is the art of wasting time. You know, the advancement of technology has definitely caused our society to be more distracted than ever. But one of the most underappreciated advancements in recent years has actually presented a massive opportunity for reclaiming some of this wasted time and growing yourself in the process. So let's start on a high level and perhaps a more technical level. Just bear with me here while I geek out a little bit. But let's start from a technical perspective and let's talk about the internet. So at this point, the internet has been around for nearly 30 years, uh, at least somewhat mainstream for 20 to 30 years. 
but it's become more readily available and widely accessible just in recent years because of the advent of new technologies and the advancement of others. The first significant advancement here is the introduction of the smartphone. Now, while it's debatable of who actually invented the first true smartphone, the concept of the modern smartphone was invented and popularized by none other than Apple. Steve Jobs unveiled the first iPhone in early 2007, and though at the time it was only available to those willing to pay the hefty price tag of $500 plus, over the next few years, iPhone would only get better, and then it also inspired competitors such as Android to also develop smartphones. So these factors made smartphones more affordable and they became more mainstream. By 2014, over half of the US population had a smartphone and today that number is nearly at 75%, which in my opinion seems incredibly low. I don't know a person who doesn't, actually I take that back, I do know one person who still uses a uh, flip phone, but uh, other than that one, uh, two if you count my grandpa. Okay, so there's two. Okay, so of all the people that I know that have phones, I can think of two people. So 75%, that's what we're gonna go with because that's the stat that I found. Now, this literally has placed the power and accessibility of the internet literally in your pocket, which is which at first it was really great if you wanted to check email or Facebook on the go or do a spontaneous Google search. But, you know, the early days, if you will, of smartphones doing something more data intensive, such as streaming or downloading a video, well, that was a little bit clunky. Now, that is until the internet upped its game in a couple ways. First, wireless internet access kind of became the law of the land. By the mid-2010s, everywhere from workplaces to coffee shops to the average home had wireless network or Wi-Fi installed. Now, this demand was driven largely in part by the fact that smartphones could not could only access they could only access the internet wirelessly uh, you can't plug in a you know a cable into your phone uh, and or an internet cable that is and so it could only access wirelessly through either the their you know like the data plan through your carrier or by connecting to a Wi-Fi network well then the internet took a or the internet rather took another massive leap and that the industry standard jumped from about 30 megabit, megabits a second upwards to 200 megabits by 2020. So from 2016 to 2020, the internet speed went from 33 megabits. And if you don't know what that means, it doesn't really matter. Just think about the numbers here. 33 megabits to 200 megabits by 2020. And then as of 2021, as we've come into this year, many homes and offices are enjoying internet speeds of a gigabit or more. Again, if you don't understand all the technical jargon there, in other words, the average internet speed has grown 10, 15, if not more times just in the last five years. Now that's a pretty big leap. Uh, so for the longest time there, we were kind of on those broadband speeds. Uh, you know, if you think about the days of 3G, you know, maybe you can remember now we have LTE, which the, the cellular data has also uh, increased in its performance and speed. But if you maybe remember 3G, 3G was uh, not super fast and neither was Wi-Fi. Of course, it was fast for the time, but now it, whenever for some reason I go into a, a random dead spot where all I can get 3G, I mean, it's just crawling. And so 
we went from kind of that being the standard speed to now just the speeds are blazing, blazing fast. Of course, 5G's on the scene now as well when it comes to cellular data. And when it comes to Wi-Fi, these major Wi-Fi carriers have rolled out just insanely fast download speeds. And really all this happened in just a few years. So this has made streaming and downloading content to our devices seamless and pretty much instantaneous. I mean, really, think about the last time you had to wait for something to buffer or for a song to download or something like that. It's just really almost unheard of at this point. Now, again, I am going to say this real fast. I know that there are some of you maybe that live in a rural area. That, yeah, it's not getting caught up. And as of now, another statistic is that there, there's, but 90% of America is experiencing speeds of 100 megabits or more. So really, we are experiencing, unless you are in some rural community, we are experiencing this. And so if you're out there and you're saying, oh, I'm the exception, I am sorry. I do, again, my, my grandpa, he lives kind of out in the... Uh, in the backwoods of Alabama. And yeah, when we go there, we, we feel your pain there. So I, I get it. So all that said, though, for most of us, the average American, we, uh, we waiting for downloads and all that, that's basically unheard of at this point. So internet speed and accessibility has really changed the game and content delivery in general. But there's another more recent piece of tech that is that is playing a huge role in a shift of the type of content that we consume. Again, Apple. Now, you hold up. You're like, oh, Luke, you sure talk about Apple now. Why don't you ever talk about Android or Microsoft? Well, when Android or Microsoft does something significant, uh, and I'm not talking about releasing some type of gimmicky folded phone, uh, then maybe I'll talk about it a little more. I mean, here, here's the truth about Apple. I, I, I'm not, I don't line up with Apple's values and all of that. I mean, I definitely don't. They, they do a lot of very woke stuff that I'm not for. But I have to say this. Apple is the is is at this point in my opinion they're still the most innovative company in the world and there there's a reason why they are the most valuable company in the world and it is because of their innovation uh and so apple is always when it comes to this yes it, you cannot argue that maybe you could say well blackberry or whoever palm invented the smartphone they may have invented the concept but apple what they always do is they take the concept and they perfect it and that's why, and they, they innovate it, they change it. When you look at the smartphone, I mean, or the iPhone rather, it's unlike any other phone. So I just have to say, for those of you critics out there like, oh man, all you ever talk about is Apple. Well, whenever there is a more innovative company or whenever there are things, I mean, look, when it comes to the areas of, of online shopping, Amazon is leading the way and they are super innovative in that way. But I mean, sorry, there's that, did you talk about getting real technical and logistical? Try to talk about all the ins and outs of Amazon would bore you to death. You just want to order your stuff and have it show up in two days. So anyways, a little bit of a rabbit trail I chased there, but here's the thing. Apple, they are the ones that were leading the way in these two particular innovations. And so again, in this, Apple led the way. Of course, again, they did not invent this, but they perfected it. And thereby they popularized the industry of wireless headphones. And this is with the release of the AirPods, which was just a few years ago in 2016. Since then, there have been several updated versions of these AirPods, as well as the rise of other wireless earbuds from Samsung. See, I shouted out Samsung there, and other competitors. Now at this point, seeing people out and about with their AirPods in their ears or something like it, that's really pretty common. So, okay, thanks Luke for the long, boring history lesson of internet and praising Apple yet again and wireless iPods. Okay, look, I heard it. Here's, here's where it becomes applicable, practical, hopefully beneficial. These super fast internet speeds and wireless headphone technology, 
This has made audio-based content more available than ever. And it's changing the way that we consume information in a really big way. Now, of course, when you think about audio content, music is gonna be the most popular. That's what most people, when you see them around and with their AirPods in there, most of them, they probably are. They're probably jamming out to their latest you know, tune, whatever. And I've got no problem with this. You know, I, I actually do have some listen, uh, some music rather that I listen to, you know, fairly often. Uh, but there is so much more opportunity here than just, you know, listening to your favorite song or playlist on repeat, which for the longest time, that's all I did. That's all I did. I, I just had a few, you know, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Again, I like soundtracks. So like movie soundtracks, shout out Hans Zimmer, um, you know, stuff from, uh, you know, like I said, Hans Zimmer uh, movies like the, the Dark Knight. Uh, that's a really good soundtrack. And uh, a lot of the like Inception, a lot of the Christopher Nolan movies that, that uh, Hans Zimmer worked on with. So I was really weird. This is what I did for the longest time. I mean, I just listened to uh, just these soundtracks nonstop, occasionally maybe some worship music and whatever. But but it really, it wasn't until recently that I, or recently as in the past few years, that I realized there was a whole lot more opportunity than just listening to this music. So when it comes to, now let's move from history and let's talk about some science. When it comes to our senses, uh, the two that contribute most to what we you know, observe or maybe how we learn are sight and sound. Uh, we consume mostly based on what we see and, and what we hear. Now, whereas uh, sight mostly requires active participation. So in order for me to, you know, watch something or, or watch something, whether it's on a screen or something, somebody live or, or even if it's something like, like driving, you have to actively be, be watching. It's not like you can, you know, uh, passively watch something necessarily. You have to actively participate in order for the sight uh, a sense to kind of work for that receptory method to work, but sound you can consume passively. Consider this, when it comes to your everyday life, whether you're at work, you're at home, you're in the car or, or anywhere, your ears are always hearing something. It might be the sound of other coworkers typing on keyboards or you typing on your own keyboard as you work from home. It might be background music at the grocery store. Or maybe it's just the hum of your tires on the road while you're in your car. Whether it's intentional sound or not, your ears are always hearing something. So now let's think about this. How many minutes or even hours a day go by in which you are just hearing unintentionally? What if there was a way to convert that unintentional listening time to moments of learning, growth, and development? And this is where this medium of audio-based content comes in. If you take a set of headphones, now wireless or not, wireless has made this convenient, it's made it hassle-free, it really is, I mean, it really is a huge difference, wired versus wireless, first world problems, I know, but it, it really does make a difference. But really, honestly, whether it's wired or not, the, as long as you have wired phones, they, they're headphones of some kind, whether they're wired or wireless, they will get the job done. And then of course you pair that with your smartphone. Now you can turn these hours of passive listening into massive growth and learning potential by tapping into resources that are mostly free. And the most dominant of these resources is of course podcasts. You've heard me talk about podcasts before. And if you know anything about me, you know I am a huge fan. In addition to the fact that I host and produce two podcasts, I also listen to hours of podcasts content 
any given day, honestly. You can find podcasts on anything from professional development, news and politics, to spiritual enrichment. There's even quite a bit of podcast content that's entertaining, you know, things like true crime or comedy. And I do have to admit, there's, of course, a dark side of the podcast world, if you will. But we're not going to spend our time there because if you look for evil long enough, you will find it just about in any capacity. Now, if you're listening to this by way of our podcast, you probably already know the value of podcasts. But if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, I want to encourage you to look into making podcasts a part of your daily or weekly consumption habits. Of course, it does need to be said that the type of podcast you listen to is actually very important. As I mentioned, there's plenty of podcasts out there that are entertainment focused. And while there's nothing necessarily wrong with this type of content, I have, uh, I, I do, I mean, I have a few in this category that I enjoy. Uh, you're really not going to get much in terms of personal growth if you don't make sure that what the majority of what you're listening to is something more developmental and growth focused in nature. Now, look, you're saying, okay, so I've never done the podcast thing before. Where should I try? I mean, there, there are literally, uh, I believe 2 million podcasts, unique podcasts at this point. I, uh, I have that stat somewhere. Uh, and so, there's a lot. You're like, okay, well, where do I find these? Because, I mean, yeah, if you just go look in and you go based off of top charts, you are. You're going to see a lot of true crime podcasts, entertainment-based podcasts. And again, some of those, that's fine, but it really kind of defeats the purpose if that's all you do. If you just fill your, your podcast listening with just, you know, uh, this entertainment-based stuff, like I said, it's kind of missing the point here. So I don't want to leave you kind of uh, aimless. I want to give you some direction. So if you're looking for a good place to start in terms of this type of content, well, uh, subscribe to Connection Culture. Uh, and if you're a church leader, hit up our other podcast, Church Media HQ. But hey, beyond that, I know that uh, you, uh, you, you're looking for more content beyond just me. I humbly have to accept that. Uh, but I, I would recommend looking up, if you're looking for other types of content, good growth content, I would recommend looking up the Ramsey Network. So Dave Ramsey, he's, of course... Uh, a radio personality, uh, but his business has truly developed into like a media empire. Uh, they have several weekly and even daily podcasts uh, available. They cover topics, and because you're probably thinking, well, yeah, Dave Ramsey's just the get all debt guy. Well, yeah, they have they have their money stuff, but they cover topics from from stuff of finances, of course, to leadership, to mental health. And their content is all focused on helping you grow and just make your life better. And that's why I recommend this Ramsey Network as a good starting point. If you're just getting into podcasts, you're like, well, what, what could I listen to that could help? Uh, it's all produced very well, very, very quality. I get no type of affiliation. It would be fun, wonderful if I had an affiliate link for you. I do not. Uh, but uh, I, I just genuinely recommending because it, it is good content. And again, it's a great, it's kind of where I started. I started listening to the Dave Ramsey Show, branched out in a couple of their other uh, podcasts, and they just kind of branched out and created my own kind of network of listening, if you will. Uh, and so it all started there with the Ramsey Network. I did throw a link in the uh, notes here so that you can uh, ch uh, check that out. Now, I can't overstate the incredible potential that listening to podcasts can have for your personal development. You know, I really became that podcast junkie, you know, about four years ago. And I really, man, I really wish I would have started sooner. Uh, no matter your age, your stage of life, if you get connected with the right content, becoming a podcast listener, it really is going to help you. The other significant avenue for audio-based learning is audiobooks. Now, admittedly, I don't listen to audiobooks near as much as I do podcasts, but I have found it to be a, a very 
reliable and for me doable way to uh, quote unquote read books. Uh, to be honest, I've never really been a big reader. I read pretty slowly and I, I get easily distracted whenever I try to sit down to read a book. And yes, I know there's plenty of data out there that proves that truly reading off of a physical page is the most beneficial way to consume a book. But I came to a point where I didn't want my shortcomings in this area to limit me from learning from good books. So I have fully embraced this outlet of audiobooks. Now, audiobooks do have a different feel than podcasts, primarily because an audiobook is literally a recording of someone simply reading a book word for word. And podcasts are more often some, you know, type of conversation. They tend to have a little bit more production value. And therefore, they they can tend, podcasts can tend to be maybe classified as more engaging than audiobooks. Audiobooks get a bad rap for, you know, being monotonous. And, and again, I'll, I'll confess that sometimes this does contribute to the fact uh, that I consume these less than I do actual podcasts. Now that said, I have listened through several audiobooks uh, just this year, and I've really enjoyed and I have learned from them. For me, the main benefit audiobooks have over podcasts is their intentionality and rich content. So, you know, when an author writes a book, they have to do effective sound research and make sure that they aren't just writing fluff if they want the book to be good. You know, when it comes to a podcast though, you know, the podcaster, they can get away with maybe more filler content from time to time. They can kind of shoot from the hip more or less. I mean, look, I do podcasts. I've done it before, but that's the nature of podcasts. Whereas again, audiobooks are more intentional. Another factor that might be going against audiobooks is that they aren't necessarily free. You typically do have to purchase them through something like, you know, an Audible, uh, which I use Audible. I do like Audible. It, yes, it, you have to pay for it, but, you know, it's it's a reliable app. It works well. And anyway, so you have to use some of the Audible. Typically, if you're going to buy an audiobook, it's going to be 10 bucks, give or take, each book. Um, but there is a free app called Libby. Uh, that partners with local libraries to make digital and audio versions of books free to library card holders. I have downloaded the app just recently. I've not used it. Maybe if I can get connected with it, uh, I can uh, do a more thorough review on it. But I have heard good reviews about it from multiple people, and I did throw a link in the show notes if you are interested in checking that out. So audiobooks and podcasts. Uh, they're two main outlets that you have to learn and grow throughout your day. Now, you're probably thinking, okay, so getting down to the premise of the show. Okay, so how is this going to help me reclaim 40 hours of my time back each month? I am glad you asked. Now, think about those times throughout your day where your ears are active, but they're not listening to anything intentionally. Again, maybe it's your commute to work. Maybe it's while you're sitting at your computer or just out running your errands. If you can identify an hour and a half a day of time that's like this and begin to use it to intentionally learn from audio-based content, hour and a half a day, well, you'll have about 40 hours, give or take, of your week back at the end of the month that you reclaimed as developmental opportunity rather than just passive, unintentional listening. It might seem out there, but trust me, there's a lot more time you spend idly listening than you might realize. And really, if you think about it, just while you're getting ready in the morning, 
uh, you're, you know, brushing your teeth, getting dressed, whatever. I mean, there, that's time right there. Like I said, when you're driving somewhere now, look, you say, Hey, I have kids and what I, I get that. And, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. Some of you are going to be in a season and a stage of life where it, it's more doable than others. But I think everybody can find a little bit of time where you have this idle time that you're just, you're just sitting there and you're, you're just listening, but not intentionally. Now, I, I do have to make, I didn't mention those with kids and stuff, so I do have to make this important disclaimer. Just like we need to protect against being distracted by screen time, we do need to protect and determine to be present in the moment when it matters. So, so we talk about living in the moment. Look, my four-year-old daughter has had to call me out before for trying to finish up a podcast episode when I should have been more fully present with her. You know, she said, hey, daddy, take your AirPods out. You know, she, she has, I, and, and, and Brooklyn has that full authority to speak into my life in that way. Anything, any good thing can become a bad thing when it takes the place of the best thing. So when family's around, turn off the podcast. When you're engaged in a conversation with someone else, take the AirPods out of your ear. Live in the moment with your loved ones, don't let technology or anything distract you from being fully present. Now that said, let's get to our challenge. Starting this week, identify this audible dead time, this unintentional listening time throughout your day, and let's convert it to intentional listening time. Even if you can find 30 minutes a day, that will be 15 hours a month. So again, one of those times that you, like I said, you're getting dressed, you're in your car, you're just, you're out running errands, whatever it may be. You're just, you're sitting there. Sound, maybe you say, well, I've normally just kind of got the radio on in my car. Well, what if we got more intentional with that? What if you plug your phone into your car there, into the, you know, connected to the Bluetooth, whatever, put in the headphones, and you listen to some type of podcast and some type of developmental growth material instead? It's, it's actually, again, it sounds really out there, but if you can just find this time, it's there. It's really going to help you. For most people, reclaiming 40 or more hours a month is very realistic and incredibly, incredibly beneficial to your personal development. Find the dead time and make it growth time. It's going to be easier than you think. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode, and don't forget to subscribe. If you find this content helpful, I want you to please take a moment to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends. Connection Culture is a production of the Must Increase Network. You can learn more about Must Increase and the resources we offer for families, churches, and more at mustincrease.com. And until next time, I want to remind you, get behind what you believe in because you're going to find that it's so much more fulfilling to be a meaningful, creative contributor than to be just a mindless, constant consumer. I'll see you next time here on Connection Culture.